Welcome to HeartSpeak Podcast, episode 193, Following Your Inner Pied Piper. Welcome to the HeartSpeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there, wherever you are in the world, you are welcome. It's good to be with you again. And we've got a full moon in Sagittarius coming up. And that full moon is really t- allowing us to see that with a full moon, things are exposed. Emotions are on the surface. Things are not hidden. And Sagittarius is all about justice and fairness and truth. So I have to say, I'm looking forward to seeing Things brought to the surface, more truths revealed, not from a place of judgment, from a place of reconciliation, a place of understanding, a place of being able to see everything in the light of the day. And at the same time, Mercury is going into Gemini, which is meaning there's going to be more talk, more discussions, more out there in the world, more messages, but always remembering that Gemini is not only about our human chatter, it's also about spiritual chatter. So you may experience more dreams, more vivid dreams. Certainly that's been happening for me, enough for me to actually say I'm going to remove all the crystals from my bedroom just so I can have a quiet night's sleep. And these vivid dreams have been such that I could almost see the writing on the paper and remember it when I woke up. Anybody else going through such a thing? And also I'm hearing people are tired. And that tiredness comes certainly through everything that's happening in the world, especially if you're very sensitive and tend to pick up on this. It's always good to stay away from news and other things that may bring you down or may allow you to absorb too much energy. But Saturn has also moved retrograde in Aquarius last week. And this means that Saturn, which is about authority and foundations and restrictions and limitations, also brings with it a sense of needing to quieten down, a sense of slowing down. Saturn can feel like someone's put the brakes on and then you're bombing ahead with your Jupiter in Aries and Mars in Aries, and it's like, whoa, what happened? (laughs) But Saturn often says, is what you're doing good for the greater good or is it only for yourself? Or what is the long-term outcome? Is this the foundation on which you wish to lead your life? whether it's a relationship, a job, a way of being. So Saturn really asks us to question the blueprint of our decisions. And you may be going through that yourself. And when we see that, Saturn is really saying, come back to yourself to make those decisions. Because often we can get into our heads and we can say, oh, no, this is the right thing for my husband, my wife, my children, my grandchildren, everybody else. But Saturn is saying, no, no, no actually, what's the best decision for you? And what are you actually feeling? Because Saturn in Aquarius means that sometimes Aquarius doesn't always feel, it thinks a lot. So when Saturn's in Aquarius and it's going retrograde, it actually brings us back to our deeper feelings. And it says, what are you actually feeling? How's this working for you? Does this bring you what you want out of life? So it's not about a plan to move forward, for other people, or even for yourself, it's like, whoa, 
what's here, what's right, what exists the foundations for my next, if I may say, 29 years, because Saturn takes 29 years to come back to this place. And one of the things you can do is look back. And I was just looking back and seeing that Saturn was retrograde in Aquarius around 1991, 1992. They were certainly significant years for me. And I would just say to you is like, what was going on then for you? Because there's a similar energy. It was also the start of the World Wide Web, <laughs> the internet that came out of this. And, and of course, many other things that came out during those early 90s. You often hear people talking uh, about technology that was developed then. And we go, wow, that was 30 years ago. <laughs> but, you know, it was the, the beginning, the foundations of where we are now. So looking at our own lives, it's really about saying, take some time, slow down. If you're feeling tired, sleep rest, and regroup, one could say. And Saturn has our two other faces. One is the face of authority. And Saturn in, a, in Aquarius, which I've mentioned, can be actually quite a cold authority. And I'm watching individuals who consider themselves to be leaders, and whether it's political, religious, etc. But you feel that cold energy. Some of you may call it reptilian energy. I'm, I'm all for reptilians. But there's this coldness where even though they're talking warm words, like we really want the best for you, you don't feel it. And, and I'm noticing that more and more. And it's almost I am the authority that has little connection to you humans, but I'm going to tell you what to do. So with Saturn in Aquarius and, of course, Pluto still going through Capricorn, breaking down structures, we could see more breakdown of institutions, corporations, structures by which we have somehow relied upon. But maybe now we're watching and saying, actually, this person doesn't have my interests at heart. This person is more interested in their own money or their own what they're getting out of that. And that might not be um, you know, something big. It may be something very present in your life. It may be your boss. It may be who you partner with. It may be you're realizing, wow. I thought this person actually was connected to me and we were not just on the same page mentally, but, but emotionally and heart. But maybe we're not. We're on a different page altogether. So I think that's going to show up. And I think the authority figures are still going to be seen for what they are, more about what they want out of their lives rather than what they want for the collective, which is very Aquarian in energy. So the last part of that about Saturn is Saturn is also the karmic debt collector. And so when Saturn's going retrograde, it's that part that says, okay, I'm here to collect debts. Is what you did, is what you're doing actually for the good of the whole or only for yourself? Remember, karma is taking something that doesn't belong to you. So where have you taken something that doesn't belong to you? Or where have you done something to others which you didn't have a right to do. So Saturn in Aquarius going retrograde, and this does it every year, but Saturn's going to be moving into Pisces soon. But it's really saying is, this is a time for karmic debt. And this is a time not just to say, hey, I want, <laughs> want my power back, which is important, but also for us to wake up, if you've been giving away your power, giving away something and say, whoa, hey, I want that back because I'm willing to be accountable now for my own power, for my own creations, whatever it is. So this is really not just a take back. It's also an embodiment of power. 
saying this is, I'm willing to be accountable for my own debts. Where have I taken something or given something that really wasn't mine to give or to take? So that's what's going on in the sky. I want to say ahead of time, because I have been looking ahead of time, the end of July, beginning of August is quite a volatile time. Um, doesn't mean don't go on holiday, etc. but I would feel things are building up towards that period. And so just be aware, and I will obviously speak about that more later. But the other thing that I see is March 2023 seems to have so many things happening in it that I just want to put it out there. I will obviously speak more about that as we get closer. But Pluto going into Pisces, which it hasn't done for 250 years, it's a major shift. And prior to it doing that, I think we could see many more breakdowns of structures and institutions and maybe security. So again, finances and where do we get our work from? Where do we get our finances from? So again, don't panic. It's just that things are not settling down if anybody thought they were, and they are really hotting up to go take us in, into 2023. And one of the things that's going to happen there is Uranus is going to meet Chiro, uh, the North Node, which are both in Taurus. And I think that that idea of, again, a karma of how do we treat Mother Earth? How do we treat our bodies? What's going on here? What do we understand is happening is going to be really a forefront and really getting down to the basics of what does it mean to be whole? What does it mean to be healed? What does it mean to have a healthy immune system? So on that, I want to just reiterate everybody, it doesn't matter what you've chosen to do in terms of the jabs or what's happened to you in terms of infection, keep up your immune gifts, your, the way in which you keep your immune system up, because it really is going to be challenged. So take your zinc, take your quercetin, take your vitamin D, get out in the sunlight, take your vitamin C in the morning, wherever you take it. Keep those things happening, please, because we are certainly not in a place where we, the immune system is healthy. And this is really, if you think of the immune system being that which protects us or keeps us well, it's really in a poor state at this time. And so we're not saying protect yourself or defend yourself. I want you to take those vitamins or vitamins because you love yourself. So you're saying, wow, lovely, I'm going to take this because it's not from fear. It's because I love myself so much. I'm going to give more of this to my body. That's really important. If you've been sick with COVID, I got to keep saying, or you have long COVID as they call it, Ivermectin really is a great drug. Whatever you may have heard about it, it is a drug that is helping so many people to move this virus out of their system. You can look at all the studies. Uh, I could take you to Del Big Tree and look at those or others, but it really is a drug that is sometimes quite hard to get hold of. But if I had long COVID or if I had a, a problem after either the jab or COVID, I'd be taking that on a regular basis. I'm not a prescriber. I'm not going to tell you how to do it. I'm not going to tell you where to get it. But I needed to say it just because I'm watching people struggling and that immune system can only get better when we have cleared out the old energy. So that takes me on to my next piece. And there will be a meditation at the end of this. It's about the Pied Piper. And I don't know about you, but I have many sets of cards that I can pick. I started off with my angel cards from Findhorn, but I have many sets that I've bought over the years. 
But one of my favorites are the inner child cards made by Lerner, L-E-R-N-E-R. And I just love those cards. It's very much about mythology and taking the tarot through a mythological story, which really suits my my enjoyment. And so recently I went to pick up a card and there it was. It was the Pied Piper. And I knew somewhat about the Pied Piper and the story of the Pied Piper, but I read what their interpretation was of the myth. And it very much inspired me for the moment that I picked the card. But I thought about how they described it. And I read a little bit more about the Pied Piper from various other sources and made me think this is a time where we have to choose which Pied Piper do we follow. Because there are many Pied Pipers out there. There are many people claiming to know what's going to happen in the future or which way to go or follow me or go in this direction. And it just felt like we have to learn, as I'm always saying, to listen to your heart, listen to your intuition, listen to your soul, but also listen to the synchronicities that may occur when you hear things three times, do it. Or if birds tap on your window, do it. In other words, there are lots of signs appearing from nature, from around you. And it's just a case of saying, if this is not good for my soul, stop this now. If this is not the journey I should be on, make it really clear now. That's what I tend to say. And that ability to listen within, know about the Pied Piper and follow the call or the song of your Pied Piper, your inner Pied Piper is really important at this time. So you may not know the story. So let me just explain it before we go into a meditation. There is a question of who first came up with this story about the town of Hamlin and the Pied Piper. And, but this Pied Piper was seen to be what they called a rat catcher. Now, we don't know if this was always about catching rats, but the Pied Piper was seen to wear very colorful clothes, clothes that were quite outside the normal. Maybe people were walking around more with black and white. And here was this really beautiful uh, being with prismatic light. That's what the word I'm thinking. This, this light coming out of them with all these different colors of the prism. And he did this as well as playing a pipe. And so we have here this amazing color and sound coming into our awareness. And what I always know that color, sound, and geometry are the three most highly developed sources of healing for our future. So here we are, we have the color and we sound and the way he was dressed. We always have these little images of his hat and his shoes. And the people of Hamlin, especially the mayor, called him in because they had a rat population. They were infestation and they wanted him to get rid of the rats. And the rats cause plague, if you don't already know that. And it brought to mind, I just a little side thought here, was the ring a ring of roses, a pocket full of poses, a tissue, a tissue, we all fall down. Now, some would say this is just a nice little story, a little game that we play, and you might have played it when you were a child. But, you know, I think it had to do with the plague. Some say, no, it didn't. But the idea that you would put a posy of roses underneath your nose or a posy of some sort of smell, aroma to keep you well, and that if you didn't keep well, tissue a tissue, you'd start to sneeze and then all fall down. I have to say, it gives me so many chills about what's been going on now. 
course, the plague isn't always about tissues and, and these sorts of things. But I think the idea that here you have a fairy tale or a song, a nursery rhyme that went into history, we have many of them, I know, in Britain, and maybe you've got others where you live. They maintain themselves because there's a truth here. So I come back to my Pied Piper. Here he was brought in to deal with the rats because they caused the plague. And the mayor and all the councilmen and women said, okay, we will pay you this certain amount of money to get rid of the rats. So he played his pipe and the rats followed and they all drowned in the water. And then he went back to get his money and they said, uh-uh, we're not paying you or we're going to pay you less, whatever the story you read. And he went, okay, that wasn't your promise. You didn't keep your promise. And so they said, no, 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 well, you know, anybody could do what you did. It wasn't a big deal. We, we, we didn't need to pay you. So he then starts playing his pipe again. And guess what? The children start to follow. All the children of the town, through, out, without which this town cannot survive, because only through our children can we have a sustainable future. And so the children left. And most of the stories agree. He disappeared into the mountains and the children followed through this rainbow cave door or they they disappeared over a hill and were never seen again and depending on which story you read there were three children who didn't make it and one child was lame and so couldn't keep up with the rest of the children one child was blind couldn't actually see the colors or where to go and one was deaf couldn't hear the pipe and to me this wasn't just about disablement it was a in terms of we should feel sorry for these three children, which we should, but really it's more about us. Where are we blind? Where are we deaf? Where are we lame? And lame in olden times was often related, they called it lame, when someone was impotent, especially a man. They said he was lame or he couldn't, he had no power in him to reproduce. Well, we don't need to go down that particular path, but we do need to say is, where are we impotent? Where are we powerless to follow? Where have we given away our power? Where are we helpless? And so you have, where am I blind and don't want to see something or don't, can't see the brilliance of this light? Where am I deaf? Where am I putting my hands on my ears and not wanting to hear? And where... Am I helpless to change my circumstances and just appear to be a victim of what's happening? And the story ends with the Pied Piper maybe coming back or giving freedom to the children. The children came back and, and brought the teachings that they had learned by going through that rainbow door back to the people so that there was happiness again. It really made me feel that this story was as the people who created the inner child pictures said, this is about, are we following our own Pied Piper? Are we following our drama or someone else's? Are we filled with the, the songs, the music and the light and the color that makes us just feel, oh, this is where I want to go? Or are those colors muted and dead and even though it, it may be a lot of glitter and a lot of glamour, is it actually quite cold? And not for us, after all. Would we recognise what the Pied Piper is offering? And in the book, they also talk about the rats being 
our negative emotions. Where are we overwhelmed with negative emotions or negative information or beating up on ourselves? All that that comes to us, you know, remember, nobody can actually make us feel something. It's what we already believe about ourselves. We go, oh, yeah, you're right. I'm a bad person. So where are we overwhelmed by our own negativity or our own feelings that we're not good enough or we're not perfect enough or, you know, we feel guilty, whatever. And then the mayor and his little council who refused to give the money, you know, these are the people who say we are holding on, we've got the purse strings, we've got all the money, we're not giving it out. We don't care what you're bringing us. And in many ways, they, they destroyed themselves. And you know, maybe the children came back much later. But if we hold on to something or we think everything's about money and we never generously give that money, not just give out little payments, but actually give money for what will sustain us, we're all going to die. And that's humanity. It's not about individuals dying. There is nothing if we do not share the prosperity, not in the terms of financial prosperity, but our gifts and our talents. So where are we holding onto our gifts and talents or where are we being keeping secure? I mustn't do anything just in case I haven't got. If I give it out, I won't have it. So there's the story. And I hope you can see the metaphors in that as much as I can. And I want to just finish with a little meditation, if that's okay with you. If you wish to do this later because you're listening and you're not in a good place to close your eyes, do that. But otherwise, please to close your eyes. And as you know, I just ask you to take a short breath in, long out breath down through your body, really be in your body. And imagine all those colored lights of the Pied Piper coming down over your body like a, a shower, rainbow shower, cleansing your mind of all those rats in your head. If you imagine yourself in a rainbow shower of water, just imagine all that beautiful old energy in the water now going into Mother Earth. She will convert it. Wash yourself down. Now to see yourself inside a wall, a walled city. You can make that up, you can have it in your imagination, or it's somewhere you've been. But you recognize there's the living quarters, the whole mechanism of that inner city within a walled city. It can be on a hill, and by the sea, wherever you want it to be. But you are now at the main gate, and the main gate is open. And you can hear the most beautiful music coming through that gate. And you can see the most brilliant colors beyond the walled city. And yes, you may feel, I'd be a fool to rush in this direction. I mean, this is just music and color. But does that music light your heart? Does it allow your heart to sing? Do the colors fill you with joy? 
what would it take for you to leave behind some of your insecurity, not your security, your insecurity, to maybe leave behind what you have built, your castle, the thing that you say, this is who I am. What would it take for you to say, you know, yes, that is who I am and I can take the joy of creating that, but it is not who I am anymore. Or I'm willing to let some of that fall away so I can pass through this gate into another world. And the world I'm talking about is not a world off this planet, it's a world on this planet, engaging with the consciousness of Mother Earth. So you can have a little companion if you want. Give me an animal, a person. <laughs> but you may be waving goodbye if you're ready to do that, to pass out through that gate, hearing your heart sing, following the colors, knowing that this is the feeling you wish to have. And you may see others doing the same and you suddenly realize you're not alone, that others have heard the song, have seen the colors, Follow the images. You see the others when you look back, it's kind of gray, dark within. And so I suggest you put a hand now on your heart. And if you're ready to say, I dedicate myself to following my inner Pied Piper, knowing that if I do this, I bring myself into wholeness into soul's joy, meeting other souls who are taking that same path. And knowing that when I do that, the spirit world comes to me and shows me, yes, you're on the right path, follow it. Keeping that in mind, I ask you to slowly bring your awareness back to the room where you are. And in your own time, Open your eyes and remember that once we feel that joy, once we hear that song, there's no going back and we, because we don't want to. Many blessings to you and I'll see you next week now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak Podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and now playing on Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. You can also watch the archive podcast on Christine's channel on YouTube and now on Rumble. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, including her newest Facebook group, the Great Mother Calling. Do share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of Heart Speak.